Welcome to Body Sculpt of New York Six Weeks to Fitness Podcast, where we hope to inform, motivate, encourage, and inspire you towards living a healthier lifestyle. And now, here's your host, the president of Body Sculpt of New York, Vince Ferguson. Hi, I'm Vince Ferguson. Welcome to Six Weeks to Fitness, episode 125. Thank you so much for tuning in. Shanae Jones is the hip-hop herbalist and the owner of Ivy's Tea Company, a pop culture and hip-hop-inspired holistic health brand that provides herbal tea and herb-infused honey. She is a graduate of the Sky House Herbal School and the Black Upstart. Shanae became known as a hip-hop herbalist after breaking stereotypes and bringing very traditional herbal remedies to millennials using the trendy and ever-evolving vehicle that is pop culture. Shanae hopes to change the way you see tea drinkers and introduce more African holistic health remedies into the holistic health industry. And here today to talk about her company and the reason why more of us should be drinking holistic herbal tea is Shanae Jones. Shanae, how are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm I'm excited about being on. (laughs) (laughs) So, but before we talk about Ivy's Tea, tell my listeners a little bit about you. Where did you grow up and what was your childhood like? Well, I grew up in the Maryland area, PG County, um, to a British mom, and we lived with my Jamaican grandparents. So we certainly had like a non-American type of growing up, so to speak. And um, we used to drink tea all the time, almost all the time. Uh, Whereas I tell my friends, like, you guys had juice growing up. We had tea. (laughs) Wow, okay. (laughs) It was was water or tea. Like, that was your option. There was no juice, really. Um, So I came by my love of tea, honestly. Uh, but it was once I got older and started experimenting a bit more with herbal teas that I decided to learn more about the benefits of, of plants. And I just meshed that with something that I already knew, which was tea. And so that's how I got herbal tea. And that's how I decided to just keep going with with something I was passionate about. Good. But what inspired you, Shade, to be an entrepreneur? Um, well, I'll, I'll be honest, you know, I was working in the nonprofit field and I'll be, I'll just say, you know, I didn't like it. Um, and after about three jobs, I was like, well, maybe it's not the jobs, maybe it's me. <laughs> so maybe I should try to figure out, you know, how I can take what I like to do and turn it into something that can not just help me, but also help other people and push me and challenge me to be better. And entrepreneurship just seemed like the right fit. Some days it doesn't, but for the most part, I like it. <laughs> I, I know it's not easy, right? Right. It's really not the easy. hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. Well, you know what? If it was easy, everyone would be doing it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> now, I don't think most of my listeners are aware of the Black Upstart School. Now, what do, mm-hmm. they, do, what do they do, and how did they help you launch your business? Well, the Black Upstart is an accelerator boot camp. It's about six days long, and it teaches you how to go from idea to a minimum viable product within six days. When I started the program, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I had two business ideas in mind, but for the sake of I needed to actually pick one to complete the program, I chose the one that I was most familiar with, which was tea, and I decided to run with it. So they taught me how to make a business plan and 
um, think about my marketing, think through my type of customers I would have, things like that. And um, they helped me. They started, they really got me started on, on, on my business. Really? Was it expensive to uh, attend the uh, school? No. So at the time, the class was just $300. Um, and uh, we were supposed to raise money for it, like do a GoFundMe and just pretty much get into the habit of asking for money, which is something you may do as an entrepreneur one day. Yes. Um, but I didn't want to do that. So I just paid the money up front. And um once I got to the class, then I realized other people were actually raising money, and some of them had raised quite a bit of money. And it was like a competition. And I was like, wait, you know, I, I can compete and I can win. So, <laughs> like, that took away all of my anxiety about asking other people for money. Once I was in a competition, I was like, ooh, I know. Going through my phone book, my mom's phone book, everybody. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> But it sounds like a wonderful school for most for us to attend. So I think more more of us should know about that. Yeah, I know that they had an accelerator in Brooklyn um, either this past summer or last summer. They're opening up a school down in Atlanta, but they do travel. So I, I can send you that information if you're more interested. Yeah, because I'd like to actually promote them, you know? Okay, sure. That's what I, that's my interest. I think more people should know about the the school. I mean, it's all about entrepreneurship, controlling your life, and having your own business. That's the only way you're going to be truly successful. I think in this world, anyway. Right, I'm, I'm, you know, ownership is is key. You know, I know a lot of people don't feel like they want to be an entrepreneur, but ownership is for everybody. So we yes. all got to find something that we want to own and something that can make us some money so we can survive. Exactly. And that's and that's another topic for another day. <laughs> we can definitely talk about. But let's get back to your business. Okay. Now tell my listeners what are herbs and why are they so important to our health? Well, herbs is um I guess we tend to think of herbs as simply the medicinal parts of plants that we use for healing. Um so uh, pretty much almost any plant or tree um, can be considered an herb. Some people do consider mushrooms herbs as well. Um, herbs are really essential to our health because they can, can create and promote balance within our bodies. Um, a lot of us are dealing with ailments, physical conditions, etc., because our bodies are imbalanced. And balance is not something that is universal for everybody. It's specific to a person. Um, and as an herbalist, it's my responsibility when I do have people who come to me who are looking for tea or some other herbal medicine, my, my goal is to look at them, speak with them about their body, um, learn if they run hot and cold or dry or moist, and actually recommend herbs that might help put their bodies in balance. Um, herbs are not, you know, they're not, well, for some people, they can be the sole source of healing, but I do think that we should work together with science and doctors and just kind of create a more holistic way of treating the body. Um, herbs are a natural way to do that. Okay, great. And they're non-toxic, you know, and they're from the earth, correct? Yeah, well, some, some herbs are non-toxic. You know, some are toxic, you know, like poison ivy. It's considered an herb, right? But if you kind of touch it, it's not going to interact really well with you. <laughs> So, uh, and for some people, um, you know, some herbs that aren't toxic can be toxic. Like for me, because high blood pressure runs in my family, I should avoid licorice root. Now, for most people, it can help them lower their blood pressure and, and it helps them. But for me, it like makes me feel really lightheaded, accelerates my blood pressure, and it's just not good for me. 
Um, so that's the importance of working with an herbalist, and that's why people are oftentimes cautioned about adding herbal supplements to their diets without having to talk to a doctor. It's one thing to try herbs, but you should also speak to someone who's a professional, who's an expert in that field, to make sure you're getting the right, the proper herbs for your condition. Exactly, because um, your body's constituents might not work well with the constituents in the plant. Um, a lot of us think of energy as like vibes that people give off, but plants give off energy too. And sometimes those energies will conflict with ours and they can end up doing more harm than good. Huh. So there are herbs that you can take for, let's say, um, asthma? Well, there are some that are work with, like, bronchial issues, yeah. Okay. What about obesity, which is a major issue in our, in our culture today? Well, you know, for when it comes to obesity, a lot of people come to me and they're like, can you make me a weight loss tea? And I tell them no, you know, because it's really not that easy, right? We want people to, like, water, get outside active you know yeah it's not as simple as drinking a tea um but there are herbs and and which leads us into also vegetables that and other plants that you can use to support your body through health and wellness and you would probably tell them you know like eat more greens and right. you know those are considered herbs that actually help the body we need more bitters in our diet we need herbs that cause us to salivate and promote healthy digestion within the body so that we're pushing things out and it's not just sitting in our system for a long time um, so to, it, it has to work together. But yes, there are herbs that can help you with obesity. Okay. But now you can also use herbs to detoxify the, the body, correct? Most certainly. We have, um, well, you know, it's like an outdated term, but, they, you know, we, we have herbs that are considered like blood cleansers. Um, we have like parsley would be considered one. Um, so, yeah, we, we have those as well that can push toxins out of the body, um, especially after you've been eating drunk or uh, eating junk or being in a toxic environment. So the mind's not clear. You know, that's something you might detoxify as well. Why is it important for communities of color who seem to suffer from the most, who suffer the most from chronic diseases <laughs> uh, to embrace a holistic uh, herbal lifestyle? I think it's most important because we have a lot of, as black people, black and brown people, we have um, a lot of battles <laughs> on, on, on the field. Um, and I think that one of the most important ones is conquering the mind. And um, in order to do that, we also need a healthy body. You know, we talk about things like gut health and that gut to brain connection. Um, when you're eating a lot of junk and you're not eating um, like healthy foods or and healthy can of course be relative, you know, some people are vegetarian who will tell you eating meat is like unhealthy, you know, but outside of things like that, eating a balanced diet and one that does call for bitters, calls for um, lots of natural healthy foods, fresh foods, um, yeah. things that aren't dead really is important to actually creating healthy gut. And when you have that healthy gut and that healthy body, that's when you can think clearly. Um, it helps with creativity. And I feel like that's what a lot of us need, especially if we're going to change our current situation. It is, it's, it's in the physical, you know, there's lots of outside factors that shape our condition. But the one that we might be able to take the most control over uh, is our health, which, of course, you know, takes time, requires that we get great food places in our communities and not have so many food deserts like we have in D.C., for example. Um, but working with farmers, going to local farmers, taking advantage of the SNAP benefits that you can use at 
these farmers would really help us all. Um, I really do believe that it starts with the body. Oh, most definitely. I believe that as well. And I do understand also that most diseases began in the gut, in the colon. Yes. <laughs> right? Right? So yep, yep. It, it really makes a lot of sense what you're saying. If we can get a handle, of our, a handle on our gut health, then we're truly mm-hmm. on our way to optimum health, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. But, but how do you get people to un- to understand that, especially especially people of color? How do you get them to understand the importance that your true wealth really is your health? That is why I chose the vehicle of hip hop. You know, I know a lot of people can see a lot of the negative things in hip hop and pop culture, but because they drive so much, I figured why not try to use it to drive something that really is positive, um, and something that really does benefit all of us. I mean. From healthcare to to how we interact with one another to debt in the country, like there's so much that our health can actually help us solve. Um, but I think that the first the first way to do that is to build a rapport with people. And so I, I do use a lot of social media, and when I'm in person with people, you know, they can kind of feel the vibe. And they also know that, you know, I don't look like the typical herbalist either or what they might think of when they thought of an herbalist. So when they see me, they feel like, oh, it is more possible. And then I chose tea because I feel like that's an easy way to actually get some herbal benefits into your diet without changing anything. You know, you can switch from coffee to tea or you can add tea to your diet fairly easily. Um, and one of the main ways, Main, main ways to actually build that relationship with people is by identifying with them. Um, I feel like a lot of us, especially in the current holistic health industry, you don't see a lot of black and brown people. So you feel like it's not it's not for you. You feel like it's something that's hard or something that's challenging. Um, the practice of herbalism can be extremely elitist because it can cost a lot of money to learn herbalism if you don't have someone in your family who already knows and can teach it to you, or it can take a lot of time. And a lot of people in our community don't have a lot of time or a lot of money. So it's like a natural thing that's accessible to you, but getting the knowledge and getting a grasp of it is fleeting because you just can't commit to all the time or all the money that it takes. Um, So that's why I'm here. I feel like when people see me, and they see that, okay, she's not like what I thought she would be. She also listens to the Migos, but she also knows a lot about marjoram or using ashwagandha root. You know, just so people can know you can have it all. Um, you can be whatever is balanced to you, whatever is natural to you, is holistic living. And the practice is to get into the root of that. And a lot of us are far from it, unfortunately. Most definitely. And I, I understand you're called like the hip-hop herbalist, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that, that to me was quite interesting, you know. So you're basically um, reaching out to the hip-hop community. And uh, how, have the, how has that been going for you? Have, have you been, has it been very receptive? Um, it has been extremely receptive. I think that I'm speaking to a community that has felt largely um, left out. I wouldn't say ostracized as much as they're just not included. Um, it's not something that other people are thinking about. And I think that it's, it's useful. It's a great vehicle. It's entertaining. I can grab people's attention by talking about something silly, like um, like Drake and Pusha T were beefing, right? Yes. So I, I make a Pusha T. And so it is a black T. And it is now um, 
not just of plain black tea, it's full leaf tea. So now you know the benefits of using something that's full and loose leaf. You know that I can teach you now to stop using bags because they're oftentimes bleached, right? But now you just came for the, tea, you know, just the silly name, but now you're learning something as well. And if I add ginger to the tea, now I can talk to you about the benefits of ginger root. And and that's, that's just the goal is to pull you with something that you might think is just a, a fluff piece. And then now all of a sudden you're learning and I've got your attention and you want to know more. Well, I, I love I love the whole approach. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I, I really do. I really do. Now, are these teas expensive? Um, you know, I, I actually recently did a survey and I learned that a lot of my customers thought that the teas were expensive. And that's partly my, my, that's my fault as a business owner, right? Because I, I have a responsibility to educate people on the price per cup and let them know the value of what you're getting. Um, what I realized is that a lot of people are used to drinking those bad tea brands and those teas are considerably less than loose leaf tea. Um, but I just assumed most people who were buying from my tea company had already, you know, they were already tea drinkers and that they drank loose leaf tea. I completely underestimated the power of what I was doing and the fact that I would be attracting non-tea drinkers. Uh-huh. Um, so now I, I, I've learned to teach people that it's not necessarily an expensive tea. They're most certainly um, in, in line with other loose leaf tea companies, which can be like $12, let's say, and your typical bag tea might be 4 to 6 However, when you're purchasing loose leaf teas, you can brew them more than one time. So you make one cup of tea, you can set those herbs aside or that tea aside. You don't have to throw it in the trash. You can come back to it later and make a second cup. So you get more bang for your buck overall. It's just that retraining of the mind and getting people out of the, what they're used to, you know? Right, right. Okay. That's interesting because I, obviously I'm very interested. I drink green tea every day, right? Okay. When I saw, but when I saw what you were doing, I'm like, okay, I'm sure my green tea is probably not the best type of green tea to drink. You know what I'm saying? It might not be bad at all. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm definitely willing to try yours as well. So that's a good. Oh, that makes me happy. Most definitely. Now, when it when it comes to ordering your tea, now how can how can my listeners do that? Well, I'm mostly online. I do pop up occasionally. Um. But mostly you can shop at ivystea.com. Um, and you can always find us on social media. That's a great way, especially if you have questions. Um, I'm almost too accessible. <laughs> uh, really? So you can send a DM or leave a comment, and I'm always available to answer questions that way. Okay, that sounds good. Now, I know the name of your company is Ivy's, Ivy's Tea, and I, this is something I wanted to ask you earlier. Now, but I know your name is Shanae Jones. So where did did Ivy come from? Well, so um, as I stated, you know, my family is mostly Jamaican with some British um, as a result of my family leaving from Jamaica to go to England to get a better life. Um, My great-grandmother, Ivy, was the first one to actually leave. She left Jamaica for England at a very, very young age. And I figured, you know, I'm doing something that's kind of, you know, different, new, scary, um, I should take that same kind of kick-ass mentality as my great-grandmother. It was later that I found out that she used to smoke cigarettes and she would smoke them with the lit end inside of her mouth. And I was like, well, she's not really the best person to have named this healthy company after. Um, but 
hey, it comes full circle. Or the branding was too strong by then, so I had to roll with it. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 funny. <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Now, now, how can my listeners follow you on social media? We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at IVT Co. Okay, at IVT Co. Great, 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 great. Now, how long has your company been in existence? On uh, November 22nd will be two years. Two years. Okay, great. Yeah. And what are you doing marketing-wise? I know you're on the podcast. What else are you mm-hmm. doing to, to promote your brand? Um, I do rely heavily on social media using in, using ads because they can be fairly tailored to the demographic that I want to reach. Um, I also have Tequila. She's actually really great at getting articles and things like that published. I was in Black Doctor, um, Madame Noir, 2190, publications like that. Um, yeah, so that's the bulk of it. Do you also do live events? On occasion. Um, I kind of took the year off from them just because I wanted to see what the business would do if I didn't put that much into it. Um, but next year, that's certainly my plan to actually get more involved. Now, where do you see your company in the next five years? Uh, the goal is to take IDC company from being primarily an e-commerce business to an actual brick and mortar. Um, I think that the stories of like what happened with those young guys in, at Starbucks in Philadelphia actually really speaks to the need for more um, minority and marginalized business owners to actually create these brick-and-mortar companies. Even though a lot of people are saying like stores are dead and things like that, we really do need safe spaces for people who are considered other. And I think that um, a location, an IVC company, at least I want, to, I want to have at least three in the next five years as a safe space where marginalized groups can come to learn more about herbs, but also just discuss whatever other great ideas that they have in a safe way and, in a, you know, without fear of the police being called on them or being judged or mistreated or ostracized by staff. I think we need that. And, and I want to do my part. I see IBC Company as a part of my social activism as a young black woman. I feel it is my obligation to give back to my community that way. So you can see Ivy's Tea Company being a um, a brick and mortar store and different cities throughout the country. Exactly. Are there very are there many herbal tea you know like coffee shops all over the place? Are there many right. tea shops out there? No. Mm, there are a few tea houses. There are certainly way more coffee shops. Oh yeah, most definitely, most definitely. And I guess because of your uh, British Jamaican British background. That, as you were saying, that's why you focus more so on the teas. Right. I just never really had much access to tea, uh, to coffee. Um, now that I'm older and like, I socialize with more business owners, I realize there's actually, you know, uh, quite a few, um, I guess they would be considered coffee growers that are black. Ah. Um, so, yeah, so now I've got the plans on that. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I see you going pretty far with this because it's unique enough, you know, with, with what you're doing and more people need to know about it. And I'm learning more myself about herbalism and the importance mm-hmm. of it. So I'm definitely going to become a customer and try your teas. I most certainly appreciate that. I really do. Definitely do that. And we'll share this interview with my listeners and within my newsletter. But I think that what you're doing is commendable and uh, you got to go for it. You know, you got to believe in yourself as you do. 
and yeah. you have and you have what it takes to make it. So why not? You know what I mean? Thank you so much. You're such a motivation. Oh well, this is what it's all about. We gotta we got to encourage <laughs> our people to go forward because if you don't try, you're not going to you. You know, the biggest regret, and I, I've heard this so often, when people, when they move, right before they move on to the LA transition, one of the things they say, I wish I would have tried this. I wish I would have mm. tried that. You know, instead of just taking the easy road and just live, working a nine to five and just letting life happen. You know, you yeah. got to make, make life happen if you really want to live life. You know what I mean? That's, so, that's actually really good. Well, that's what you're doing. You know, you're going for it. And it's people like myself who need to encourage and do what we can to help you get the word out. And that's what it's all about. Thanks so much, Ben. Now, do you have anything else you would like to share about your company, about what you're doing for my listeners? Um, I would just like to let everybody know the benefits of drinking tea like an adult, um, which is what yes. we do over here at IBC Company. Um, I just want you to... You know, just take the time. Just switch from whatever you maybe usually drink to just having one cup of herbal tea a day. And tell me if it doesn't slow this very busy world down in a way that makes you feel like you belong, even if it is just for 10 minutes. I just want you to give it a try this week, next week, just sometime soon, and, and, and feel those benefits. And don't miss out. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. There you have it from Shanae Jones. On behalf of Body Scope of New York and Six Weeks of Fitness, I truly want to thank you for coming on my show. Thank you. And to my listeners, I truly hope this program was informative, encouraging, and inspiring, and that you will continue tuning in to my Six Weeks of Fitness podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for the show, please leave them on my Six Weeks of Fitness blog at www.sixweeksoffitness.com or email me at vince at sixweeks.com. Take care. Bye-bye.